sacred ritual. The world is getting crazier. People are acting more and more insane. The end of the world is tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. There's only one thing to do when the world is falling apart. Listen to Basil and Gons as they discuss this week's news and events through the lens of Bible prophecy. You are listening to Canary Cry News Talk. You're listening to Canary Cry News Talk. Today is January 6, 2021. This is episode 283. And today, Epiphany of Chaos in D.C. That's right, and uh, I am your best, best buddy, Basil. <laughs> and this is Gons. Welcome to the podcast where we praise Jesus while reporting the chaos and the egregious with a well-rounded, biblically grounded take on world events, and no other world event is relevant right now except what's going down in Capitol Hill. The, the citizens' coup, or something. Yeah, well, it appears to be a citizen coup. It might a, a coup. It might be something else. We'll we'll kind of. Well, there's it. some pretty funky things going on, and we'll be uh, going over that. But yes, it is uh, for future generations listening to this podcast. It is. Uh, January 6th, 2021, the day you may uh, read about in your history books, where I believe for the first time the American uh, or the United States Capitol building has been breached um, by protesters. So uh, we'll be, I don't know, we're, Gons, you and I, we were just kind of talking about, uh, we, we have a show planned, but we all need to be prepared to break away and, uh, you know, just keep an eye on what's happening live today. Yeah, I had a hard time prepping for the show today because... Uh, because of everything breaking live, you know, I think uh, while we lots were of distractions, yeah, while we were getting set up, there was the the guy who got shot in the chest allegedly with you know, inside yeah. the Capitol building. Although now it was uh, a woman, a woman shot yeah, in the neck, a woman shot in the neck. Yeah, story keeps changing. Um, so we'll tackle some of these things, but we'll we'll discuss some of the the you know the, the reason why. And part of it, you know, I've I've been somewhat. Uh, pessimistic about the whole situation of this country like on twitter no and stuff i've been kind of like uh yeah this might be the end of well, it's certainly the end of the uh the america that we were uh, the ideal america that we sort of grew up uh being told about you know the greatness of our mm -hmm. country and all that it seems like it's the end of that era i mean i don't know who knows but it feels and a lot of people have been out there pushing this idea that, Hey, we have to support, you know, the, the Trump presidency right now, this is the time to push back. And th this is it. We can lose the Republic. And my whole take has always been like, this has been going, going on for like 20, it's like the frog in the kettle approach. It's been happening for mm -hmm. a long time. And it's almost like blaming the loss of a game in sports, losing, you know, blaming the loss on the last play. When really it's a whole series of things that have happened that led mm. up to that one play at the end. And, you know, you can blame right. the last play, you know, this happened or that didn't happen or whatever, but that's not really where things were lost. It was lost yeah. slowly and, and methodically for years, generations, even you can say. So, right. uh, but I'm not totally convinced that we're, you know, the America's completely over. That's not what I'm saying, but certainly uh, it, because of the situation we're in now, it just seems like it's never going to be the same, Basil. We're living in 
history <laughs> in the making. Well, yeah. If nothing else, it's certainly an exciting day today, January sure. 6th. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird, man. As usual, I'm going to be reserving any uh, sensationalized attempts at explaining what might be going on. Aliens are um, here, and they, they, they're the ones that <laughs> breached the, the building. The Capitol building. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, let me see here. What do we have on our plans? Yeah. Okay. Well, first of all, before we jump into our first stuff here, Gons, um, I just want to remind everybody, if you're watching on YouTube or wherever you are, please hit the like button, uh, especially today. It could be very valuable. Every, uh, every little like takes us one step closer to algorithmic success, hopefully um, letting the show be be shared out today by the robot overlords so if you haven't done that yet please hit the like button and thank you very much um so do you want to talk about epiphany of chaos first well epiphany just in general today january 6th uh happens to be the epiphany holiday also known as theophany in the east is a christian feast day that celebrates the revelation or theophany of God mm-hmm. incarnate as Jesus Christ. Uh, and, uh, you know, it says here, this is a Eastern Christianity that commemorates this, uh, in, in Western Christianity, it's the adoration of the Magi with subordinate commemorations of the baptism of Jesus and the wedding of Cana. And, mm-hmm. uh, it, 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 yeah, it just happens to be an interesting day that a theophany, the day we celebrate theophany is a day hmm. that, uh, the, you know, the <laughs> U S Capitol is breached and, uh, you can say that because epiphany also means like a, a sudden, you know, revelation of an, an idea, yeah. not just the, you know, God incarnate, but just in general, an epiphany being, you know, and, uh, just a sudden realization. And maybe that right. that's what it's supposed to be across the country. Yeah, that's very and interesting. I mean, it is sort of an, uh, an epiphanous day for all sorts of reasons. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Good. Good timing. Epiphany. Yeah. Let me actually. I found this because we're on the story. I was going to do this much later in the show. I think it was uh, technically supposed to be an update, but I'll mm-hmm. do it now because it's somewhat relevant. I think. Um, so the Vatican. Uh, let me pull up the story real quick. The Vatican. This is upi.com. Vatican calls off Pope Francis's annual child baptism ceremony. And yeah, it says here, Pope Francis will not baptize babies at the Sistine Chapel in Vatican on Sunday because of concerns over the coronavirus, as press office said Tuesday. Here's what's really fascinating. uh, St. John Paul II started the tradition of baptizing children in the Sistine Chapel on the feast of the baptism of the Lord. Uh, Pope Francis baptized 32 infants last year to Vatican employees, uh, born to Vatican employees. Uh, but th- it, so he did 32 of them last year, which means, I mean, you know, this is just looking at the numbers here. I don't know that there's sure. any significance, but he decides not to uh, baptize what would be starting last year, the 33rd born infant in the Vatican. Ooh. You know, maybe, maybe it's the antichrist's baby. Oh, <laughs> he's like, I can't baptize him. I'll, but it got, can- I'll- <laughs> it got canceled. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was very interesting. But uh, yeah, anyway, just thought I'd throw that in there because it's top of the show. We're talking about the epiphany, but yeah. Um, 
What did you have? You had something. Did you have anything? I don't know. Well, we got these updates, these election updates, but also that's kind of yeah, it's, everything going on. Yeah. So, um, well, why don't we do this again? Part of, I don't, and I don't want to get too caught up in this, but part of me feels compelled, um, just to put on record because it is, we are live the day that it's happening. Um, put on record exactly, uh, what we're talking about, just in case somebody's uh, just climbing out from underneath a rock or if, um, you know, somebody in the future tunes into this episode. So mind if I just give a quick little uh, paragraph? Uh, I'm over here on pbs.org where I'm kind of trying to keep an eye on the live stream um, just in case something big happens. Yeah, go for um, it. Okay, so I'm just going to just zoom through this real quick. Uh, now, remember, this is PBS, so take the bias in mind, but they've had a uh, an ongoing live stream here. But it says, watch live, pro-Trump violent protesters breach U.S. Capitol, halting Electoral College vote. On Wednesday, the nation will tune in to a dramatic and historic, if mostly symbolic joint session in Congress. Usually there would be relatively little fanfare over the counting of electoral college votes by Congress, a necessary step in the presidential election process. But as the electoral votes from each state reach their final destination at the U.S. Capitol, Republicans in both chambers have declared that they will object to the counting of some states where President Donald Trump lost his closest races to President-elect Joe Biden. Uh, here is a look at how this unusual joint session will work and what it could mean. So blah, blah, blah. They, uh, uh, you know, count the electoral votes. There was some back and forth uh, regarding different Republicans who sort of pledged to object to certain states. And then there was a moment there. And I don't know. Maybe you have some links to this in the election update section. Um, but Pence... You know, a lot of a lot of weight was on the shoulders of Pence to I guess he had some uh, there's a possibility that he could actually enforce, you know, some objection objections to the electoral votes and he refused to do so. Yeah, he uh, came out with a letter. Let me mm -hmm. pull up that letter. And yeah, so from what I understand, and I'm not like a constitutional expert of, of you know american history or anything like that but from what i understand uh the first uh couple of, uh, or the second president after uh, uh washington adams and jefferson they both did similarly kind of over not overthrow but sort of stepped in and uh, declared certain votes illegal basically or like yeah. you know, that they violated the law so, sure. so Pence came out with a letter basically stating that, you know, he, he believes in the constitution and yada, yada, Guns, yada. real quick. Yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I sent you a link here. Um, office of the president select is currently speaking okay. about the event. If you want, if we wanted to tune in. All right, hold on. Let me, uh, see if I can get that open. He's very somber. Of course. Let's, uh, hear what he has to say. Oh, is it just on PBS? Yes, it's that link I sent you there. Okay, it's, it's an article. I'm trying to get the video to play. It's not really playing. Let me be very hmm. clear. This the scenes of chaos at the Capitol do not reflect a true America. Do not represent who we are. 
Very interesting calling it a sacred ritual. The counting of the electoral college. Yeah. Sacred ritual. The, the huh. majesty yeah, well, of democracy. Certainly, certainly not very happy that uh, their sacred ritual has been interrupted. 
Well, uh, at this point, seeing how quickly Biden was able to get up there on TV and give us a little speech, I feel like it really was some Asian provocateurs that were breaking in because there's some footage here. Let me, um, uh, so we were talking about the Pence letter. Basically Pence says that he's not going to do, he's not going to step in. He's, he's going to let the people decide, which is mm-hmm. the point of contention. Anyway, he's going to let the Senate, uh, you know, play out who gets to, or you know, just affirm or deny the electoral votes and whatnot. So here's a video from with inside the Capitol building of uh, smashing buildings or smashing a window. Uh, this video has 4.5 million views already. It's about 21 seconds long. And you can Dang. hear the PBS reporter in the background that I have the report from. Uh, but here it is real quick. I mean, they have a hammer. Yeah, this is a view from what looks like an upper level. Yeah, second story. Looking down onto an atrium. Oh, and there goes the window. Yeah, it looks like a double pane window, but yeah, you can hear the the smashing hammer against the the window. But that's the thing. Hammer window? Didn't we see that last summer with all the BLM Oh, you stuff? think it's Hammer Man? It could be Hammer Man. Umbrella, um, dark um, umbrella man. Umbrella Hammer Man's back. <laughs> yeah. They just, instead yeah. of the umbrella, they gave him a Trump flag, you know? Yeah. You know what's interesting? And this is, uh, just lay it out now. You know, with the Antifa riots and the Black Lives Matter protests and the Chaz and the Seattle and Portland and all those things, um, you know, there were several times where protesters or rioters uh, took over or breached federal buildings, federal courthouses, uh, as well as state level buildings um and there there seemed to be much more defense of those buildings by law enforcement than was encountered today at the capitol building and remember this was not a spontaneous collection of protesters this january 6th thing (laughs) has been planned and advertised by the president of the united states for i don't know about a month yeah you know he's been calling for this and it seems they just slipped on in, you know, like they knew this was coming. Why was not adequate uh, law enforcement put in place to keep people out of the Capitol building? If indeed they wanted to keep people out of the Capitol building. Yeah. And so it's very fishy how easy this was able to be done. Uh, PBS had a conversation with one of the protesters uh, and just asking him yeah, have, about what it was like. Do you have a clip? Okay, play the clip. I have some of the protesters standing with me who have broken in, and I'm going to do an interview over the phone. Very good. Sir, sir, if you don't mind, you're on air with uh, PBS. Thank you for talking with me. Can you tell me your name? No, I can't. Okay. Tell me, I know that you just broke into the U.S. Capitol. That's fine. Tell me why you just took this action. You're fed up with our politicians. This is, a, this is obviously... Uh, The police shot at us first before we did anything. Did the police shoot at you today? Are you personally saying you saw the police shoot at you? You were shot by a rubber bullet today. Can I see that, please? I do. I see it. Okay. But tell me that you do not think this is violent, breaking into the U.S. Capitol? Was 1776 violent? You are saying this is on the same level as the American Revolution. I approach that. This might be the first stepping steps. What are you, what is your goal here? What are you going to do after you stop talking with me? 
I gotta keep explaining this building. Yeah, we're we're just looking for the bathroom and we stumbled up there. <laughs> but do you understand that this is this is something that you're telling people all over America that they should tear down public buildings? Is that a message that you you want to send? If the time comes where you feel like that's necessary, it's in our constitution that we can raise up against our government. What is it that has made you so angry? And this is my last question for you. I think people don't understand what what is it exactly. The election assault from Donald Trump. That's the main reason most of these people are here. Not me personally, but most of these people are here. Donald Trump did not win the election. Thank you for talking to me. All right. So that is these are two of the protesters that have now entered the U.S. Capitol. Um, you can tell it is a mix of anger and also, frankly, just being cavalier about what they themselves are doing, perhaps not understanding the seriousness of action that they've just taken. There you go. Well, I think that's a little bit of an assumption. Yeah, oh, very interesting. By the, yeah. the reporter there. <laughs> they don't know how big this is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. Um, there was actually another person that they interviewed who was uh, had breached the Capitol building. And, you know, uh, this is paraphrasing. But basically, he was describing the process. And he's like, oh, yeah, we kind of just uh, broke some windows and went in. And she's like, oh, my gosh, what did you do when you got in there? He's like, oh. Uh, you know, just kind of wandered around. I'd never been in there before. Uh, walked down some hallways, took a look around. And uh, yeah, then we just kind of left. We got bored. <laughs> She's <laughs> like, oh, okay. Well, thanks for the info. So, you know, you really do have an interesting uh, uh, group it seems like obviously some are there specifically uh, because of the uh, the election issues. And I think some are just there for something to do on a Wednesday afternoon. Well, um, and then it sounds like some people are just fed up and ready to, you know, what's funny is the, this is almost exactly what we heard with uh, different um, black lives matter or Antifa or whatever uh, protests and riots earlier, except the tone is a little different. Uh, you know, back then it was damage to, to property is not violence. Uh, doesn't matter which federal courthouse you take over. Uh, but now, of course, the, the tides have turned. It, would, it seems like all that stuff last year was sort of a buildup, a, a practice run to see what they can pull off here in the Capitol building. But did you notice in the interview there that I played? At the very end, the guy that's being interviewed, he's asked, why are you here? Mm -hmm. And he says, well, most people are here because they're upset, you know, because Trump didn't win the election. That's not why I'm here. Yeah. Well, right. What? What does that <laughs> what mean? What does that even mean? Let me try to find that again, because I think that's worth highlighting. I have some of the questions. This is my last question for you. I think people don't understand what, what is it exactly? election assault from Donald Trump. That's the main reason most of these people are here. Not me personally, but most of these people did not win the election. There you go. He says it right there. That's why most people are here because Donald Trump didn't win the election. That's not why I'm here. Personally. <laughs> yeah. Like what? Why is he here? That's very Then why are you breaking into the white to the Capitol building? Very strange. Yeah. So there you go. I mean it just it, it, it does appear to be Asian provocateurs. It has to be in my opinion, and plus there was all kinds of um, uh, stuff that they were preparing uh, to make it seem like more chaos was descending upon D.C. 
because uh, I was seeing rumors on Twitter. I didn't verify any of this. This is just rumors, just you know, making sure I, everybody out there knows that mm-hmm. some of the the map uh, apps were shutting down around DC, so people didn't know exactly. You know, they can pull up an app to know where they where to go. Uh, other right. other reports of um, you know all the businesses in that area and hotels shutting down to make sure people can't stay and stuff like that. It's it's a uh, uh, just all the the preparation f- to stage oh look at the trump you know to to verify because they've been trying for four years to verify this idea that white supremacist trump supporters are all violent right. chaotic whatever and this is kind of the culmination point of like see now we're seeing now look now look what you've done there they're breaking into the capitol building and uh you know chaos ensues and people are shot and all this kind of stuff um, right. Even that picture, you sent me a picture of... Uh, yeah, I was going to say, that might be a good time to pull that up. Uh, I got this off of a tweet from someone. It's a picture that's floating around. It was a, a Black Lives Matter person um, who made a post regarding, uh, you know, white supremacy and how Trump supporters can do this. But if it was a black person, then it wouldn't... Uh, you couldn't do it. But... Um, Look at that, pull that photo up there. And we heard this on the PBS live stream where, you know, they made it all the way into the, uh, what is it? What is the room called? What is that called? The, oh, the, yeah. Um, congressional hall or whatever, like the, the, the amphitheater where legislation is passed. And this guy, he looks, he's an Antifa looking guy. This does not. What? The chamber, but go ahead. Yeah. The, the chamber. Yeah. Um, he looks like an Antifa guy. He doesn't look like a, you know, I don't know what your standard Trump protester might look like. You know, there's no MAGA hat. There's no, it would have been a much better picture if he was wearing a MAGA hat with a carrying a Trump uh, flag and stuff like that. But no, in classic, as we've seen with uh, Antifa participation, you know, all black gloves beanie a scarf you know like (laughs) big baggy scarf uh and this guy made it and sat in the uh, speaker's chair there in the chamber um yeah which is very interesting made it pretty far in but yeah this does not look like a a a trump protester yeah i mean I, I, i i think most you know trump uh enthusiasts probably would uh uh not sport a little a more big baggy scarf well it's it's, just, uh, it's pretty cold out there so you know the, the other part that was funny from the pbs report is that there was a an anchor saying oh all these people nobody's wearing masks you know and she's wearing a mask <laughs> reporting and then there's like people walking behind her wearing masks so it's like a really bad look someone's gonna snip that and, and make it a thing um, right, but there's right. also this video that was sent to me by tim kilkenny this is also getting around uh, Twitter and whatnot, but this is a uh, uh, this is the video from the chamber. It's 15 seconds long, and it shows mm-hmm. somebody with the video camera. These police officers have put up mm-hmm. uh, what looks like a couch or like a desk or something to keep protesters out. Uh, yeah. You can kind of hear the what's going on in here, but it's, it's a, more of a visual situation. Um, it zooms in. Let me try to zoom in here for those of you watching. Uh, you see some police officers and some people here. Literally, I don't know what that is. Is that a desk? It uh, looks kind of like a stand-up piano or something, but they're putting it in front of the door. <laughs> so 
so the protesters don't get in. This is like the alien invasion movies, you know? You yeah. make sure the aliens don't get in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's that's, that's weird. What is it? One, two, three, four, maybe five uh, law enforcement. I can't tell if they're cops or security there's guards. A one, or, there's at least one that's got the, you know, it looks like a police Yeah, outfit, it looks like there's about four, four law enforcement officers and then just one guy in a suit. And they're <laughs> and a cowboy hat. just like <laughs> making the last stand yeah, in the chamber like. there. It's very curious why... You know what? What they? If I was those guys and I had a mob of protesters trying to break into a, you know, a room, I'd probably just slip out the back door. I don't know why they're so intent on protecting the chamber, but it obviously didn't work, as we can see with the hipster who made it into the seat of the speaker. Um, okay, so let's see what else was there here. So yeah, part of uh, man, there's there's a lot of like surrounding um stories and and reports of the reason why we're seeing so much chaos here and division and did you want to talk about oh you know what let's play this real quick because this is another twist uh another angle to the situation that's curious and i, I like this clip for multiple reasons uh one being the threat itself and the story but the other being who is actually reporting uh, this report, uh, hold on, come on computer. Right. There's a lot of things happening, a lot of windows and, <laughs> and a lot of, yeah, a lot I of know. videos Sorry. and I'm stuff. I'm kind of so. keeping an eye on the live stuff too, to see if something needs to come in. Is that one? Is that you in the background? Who's, can you hear that? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I don't, I didn't think I had that piped in. You can hear when I play that video. I can. Yes. Oh, I have, Sorry. I, have <laughs> I super, thought I was being sneaky. <laughs> I have super ears though. Okay. So this is video from, uh, ABC. Air traffic controllers of New York received alleged threats by telephone that speak of crashing a plane against the Capitol in Washington, D.C. tomorrow, which is today. Oh, right. Avenge yeah. Qasem Soleimani. So let me let me play it. And uh, th this is one of my favorite anchors or reporters just for his his cadence. The chilling threat obtained exclusively by CBS News was heard by multiple air traffic controllers on Monday afternoon in New York. <laughs> Sources tell CBS News yeah. the Pentagon and other agencies were briefed today about the digitized voice recording and believe it was designed to suggest hitting the Capitol on the same day Congress is set to count the Electoral College. Yeah, so there it is. Uh, Interesting. If it was revenge for Soleimani, why would they care about crashing into the Capitol building while the electoral votes were being counted? <laughs> I know, that uh, makes no sense. <laughs> Yeah, the Soleimani assassination happened under Trump's watch. So why would they want to interrupt Trump losing the presidency? Well, because down with America doesn't matter right. who's coming in charge next. But uh, well, shoot, yeah, I really <laughs> do. Was there any more information on that? Is not that really uh, not really? I that mean, would that would really make for an exciting live moment that I don't want to happen no. but now you got me all freaked out waiting to see a plane crash into yeah, the capitol that's, building that's next level if that happens live on air yeah here. but uh I, I i don't think that's going to happen digitized threat uh, that can be from anybody it can be from anywhere it can be yeah. you know and, and new york air traffic which is strange it's almost like well, uh you know the the psyop using the psyop of 9-11 
to create that, you know, re- reopen those trauma, uh, you know, memories from nine 11, just, I don't know, New York. Why do it in New York? I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah. But. I don't know. Um, there were some interesting other little tidbits that came out, uh, during the live, uh, broadcast stuff that we've been keeping an eye on, um, including, Oh shoot. Sorry. I'm trying to pull something up to, yeah, drop, drop it out. in the doc too, because then if you if you drop it in Skype, it, the link oh, covers your face yeah. and your, your beautiful okay. googly eyes. Um, <laughs> Yamish uh, Alcindor. There was some interesting reporting from Yamish around PBS, where you know all this crazy stuff oh, was is happening. Talking? Hold on, sorry. And go oh, I don't see peace. it. Nope. Oh, I know you're paying. President Trump and a tweet just came out shortly ago, the president telling his supporters to go home and all of them will have to go home. There is a 6 p.m. curfew in effect in the nation's capital. Greta? Tweeting out at about 4.24 this afternoon on the East Coast. My prayers are with the officers that are protecting and defending and who have gone down. Mr. President, tell your supporters to stop the violence, stop the assault. Okay, whatever. That. I, I thought I saw him. It was him for a moment, and then they cut away from him. Well, it sounded like it was him. Yeah, yeah, it was for a moment, but I don't know. I don't know why they cut away. Let me see if yeah. I can find. Uh, um. Anyway, go on. See. Sorry, you were. I interrupted you. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. That's that's like all of today's. He show. has a new video on his Twitter from two hours ago. I don't know if that's. Uh, it was Rick. Of course, there's a little uh, tag on it. This claim of election fraud is disputed. <laughs> the tweet can't be replied to, retweeted, liked, due to risk of violence. Ooh, violence. Um, eh, I forgot what I was going to go into. So let's, um, what is this Rebel 11? Oh, here we here? go. This video is from 12 minutes ago. This minute-long video from Trump. Let me play that real Was quick. it the response from Biden calling him out? Uh, no. I don't, well, I don't know. Let's see. Okay. Oh, where's the vibe? I know you're hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election, and everyone knows it, especially the other side. But you have to go home now. We have to have peace. We have to have law and order. We have to respect our great people in law and order. We don't want anybody hurt. It's a very tough period of time. There's never been a time like this where such a thing happened where they could take it away from all of us, from me, from you, from our country. This was a fraudulent election, but we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel. But go home and go home in peace. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. Well, there you go. I mean, he has to say that for a lot of reasons. Yep. And yeah, I hope things don't get too uh, too riled up. Too. That was a very. That might have been the most succinct message I've ever heard <laughs> from Trump. Trump bringing it together. Just just a couple weeks short before he's supposed to. Yeah, one minute. I like that we called the. He called the protesters special. We love you. You're very special. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I. It's it's funny how he said, "Don't play into it," 
because it's almost well, right. like that was an interesting little twist, wasn't it? Right. Because what if? I mean, it could be him playing. If you accept the fact that it was his supporters that broke into the the Capitol building, then yeah. he's kind of playing into the plot too. You know. So. Well, see, and that's the weird thing. That's kind of a tricky little. Tricky little trick he's talking tricky about. I mean, he was the one who called for everybody to show up on January 6th. Yeah. It was his plan, or maybe plan is too much of a, yeah, he, he's <laughs> giving it too much credit, instigated. but it was him who told everybody to go out there. And then suddenly he's telling them not to fall into the, tr- the <laughs> forget the exact word, but he's making it sound like uh, they've been manipulated by the other side to show up and uh, break into the Capitol building. Well, th- that's the thing. OK, so let me mention this, because I was watching the PBS live uh, as you know, before everything happened in terms of breaking in. And a lot of the, the pictures that the video was showing was just, you know, yeah, there was a lot of people. Uh, all crowded up and stuff, but it was, it looked fairly peaceful. Like people weren't trying to break in. They were, they were all crowded on the steps of uh, the Capitol building, but certainly not, it didn't look like they were trying to break in. They're just waving their Trump flags and whatever. Right. But the reporter, the anchor kept saying, we don't know what they're planning to do. They're, they're, yeah. they're going to, they're trying to break in. I, I don't know what their plan is. And it was just kind of like the imagery you guys are showing is not, coinciding with the, the the narrative the rhetoric that the reporters are throwing out oh, there and that's when the agent provocateurs come in right and it yeah, was almost, t- it was almost have a nice perfectly. little nice nice uh, you know showing up in big numbers to have a protest and then again i can't get over the guy who sat in the speaker's chair made it all the way in you can't see his legs but you guarantee there's skinny jeans on that guy <laughs> Like it just—it looks like an. uh, I'm not even gonna say like a an official Antifa person, but at least the agent provocateurs that we saw with some of the more violent aspects of uh, Black Lives Matter and Antifa rallies last year. Yeah. Um, So Uh, I'm very suspicious of that. I I got another screenshot from PBS Live uh, News Hour. And it's, it's the anchor. She's got uh, one hand on her earpiece because the producer's talking to her. And and this was when they're reporting protesters have breached, you know, the, the doors and they're inside. And there was like a live feed from inside. And, you know, there's people with backpacks walking around. One guy's taking a picture with his Mm -hmm. iPhone. And, uh, and then there's like a cop that just strolls on by. (laughs) <laughs> like, what this, if, if this is the situation that they claimed it to be, I mean, this guy's pretty nonchalant about it. This police officer looking to him. Maybe he's, I think he's an officer because he's got the hat on. I don't think he's just security, but yeah, uh-huh. these guys got backpacks and they don't look particularly super MAGA or anything like that, but uh, yeah, look very tame. Um, and then the signaling obviously began here. I, I the one signaling that I caught uh, live on air was the three three two two three two two ah yes the skull and bones uh symbol there that uh, represents uh their chapter and yale university and all that kind of stuff uh uh-huh. if you're familiar with it if you're not look it up there's plenty of information out there on it so of course uh when they report on the time of certain things going down uh, just an interesting little thing here let me play the clip or okay. you right here. 
You're watching live pictures of the Capitol in the hour or so. It's now 3.22 in the afternoon Eastern time. Ah, been, uh, had to call it at 3.22. Since, uh, yeah. More than that. Since and it's interesting because when you watch the video clip, it's just the live feed of the steps of the Capitol, people walking around. It is crowded. But after she says 3.22, they, they pop the uh, overlay of the time uh, to show it. It wasn't nice there before. Nice little signaling. Yeah, it's, it, the, the thing wasn't there before, and then they pop it on later. So I don't know. It's uh, one of those issues where, of course, of course it's 3.22 p.m. when they talk about the breach of the Capitol building and all that kind of yeah. stuff. So, little, yeah. A little catch. Yeah. I don't know. Again, it's it's just all very suspicious, man. It doesn't. It just doesn't. <laughs> doesn't make any sense. So, um, what do you think? You want to go with some of our planned stuff and see if anything else pops up? Yeah, we'll keep an eye on every. Uh, you know Whoa. what's going on over here with. Uh, yeah, if you if you see anything, if if you are out there in the chat, if you see something breaking, let us know and we will take a look at it. Um, yes, I wanted to. So do you want to do the, uh, that zero hedge article, the fam family brawl house Trump? Uh, it, it just kind of yeah. outlines the 11, uh, GOP members that were going to stand up and, and challenge. Yeah, sure. I'll vote. take a look at that funny, fun, little funny detail. Um, it's, Trump's uh, little video that he posted on Twitter mm -hmm. and I mentioned how it had the tag where it was fraudulent and you can't share it or like it or retweet it or anything because you know that's just what we do yeah. <laughs> here at Twitter um, but they're actually replaying that video on CBS right now so it's funny <laughs> it's not CBS PBS so it's funny like no you can't retweet it but we'll just broadcast we'll it broadcast to the entire world world on and PBS. and when he starts talking about you know being peaceful let's just cut away from him yeah right make sure Did they do that I'm, uh, yeah that's that's that first clip that we that i caught from whatever i think it was pbs it was yeah he was in the middle of talking they're broadcasting it, and all of a sudden the anchor comes in and starts talking that's over funny him. yeah that's i'm watching news. live on pbs now they're letting it roll um yeah okay let's check in with this zero hedge article you want to do it? You want me to do it? Uh, it doesn't matter. Okay. I'll do a little read here as soon as long. it pulls up. Again, zerohedge.com here. So note note the, uh, uh, you know. Yeah, this is the, authored. The it says authored by Pat Buchanan. Uh-huh. So keep that in mind. It's, oh, yes. Yeah. Right. A week from today, Joe Biden will still Ooh. be on his what? Sorry. I'm, someone's telling me that there's someone in the chat that's actually there. So if you are there. Oh, really? Yeah. Who is it? Uh, Monica, Monica Calderon. Oh, yeah. On YouTube. This is, this is a way to keep the steak going. What are you saying, Monica? St steel. Steel. She said steel, oh. not steak. <laughs> she corrected <laughs> no, herself. No, she said steak. I know. She corrected herself okay, later. Okay. 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 Well, keep an eye on her while I yeah, do this and let us know. see if anything comes from it. A week from today, this was written, written yesterday, Joe Biden will still be on his inexorable course to become the 46th president of the United States. Why then the hysteria that has suddenly gripped this city? The triggering event was the announcement by GOP Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri. Despite leader Mitch McConnell's plea, Hawley said he intended to challenge the electoral vote in at least one 
state during the January 6th pro forma reading of the electoral vote count by Vice uh, President and Senate President Mike Pence. If Hawley holds firm, his vote will force the joint session to split up with each House debating for two hours and then voting on Hawley's claim. Hawley is certain to be defeated as the House is controlled by Nancy Pelosi's Democrats. As for the Senate, GOP members have indicated they will join the 48 Democratic senators in opposing Hawley. You know, one thing to notice uh, that just dawned on me here um we're pretty much gearing up because of the uh, the whole process and the holdups and the objections and things that were planned for today. I think they were expecting 12 hours of uh, deliberation to before they finally certified the electoral votes. Um, but of course, it all got cut short. Yeah, that's so I'm sure there's some. And it's just kind of interesting. They were planning on being there for 12 hours hashing this out. And then, you know, they don't get now they halfway don't, through that. Yeah. Now they don't have as much time to, yeah. to go through right. all the evidence. Right. Yeah. Ooh, what now? Okay. Now yeah. just to, now just to float around, float some theories. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you could, now the, the protest was called for president Trump and that's, we're, we're not going to, Make it seem like this was entirely, uh, you know, some sort of fabricated event or at least planned by uh, some sort of uh, Democrat operating unit. Um, but the fact that it got escalated and again, skinny jean scarf boy making it all the way into the chamber, very uh, agent provocatory. Um, I wonder, you know, it could have just been taken to that next level in order to interrupt the deliberations and, uh, you know, take away any chance of, of it being flipped in Trump's favor. Yeah. That's uh, any kind of disruption would serve the democratic side of things. Right. In terms of, yeah. Uh, and why was there no law enforcement? I'm sorry. We've already yeah, talked about did, that, but I'm did. so confused how they did it so easily and so quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And th that was okay. the other thing the PBS report. And I, I'm sorry, to keep mentioning PBS, but that's the one I was listening to before the show here. Same. And um, yeah, the, the, the reporter in from with inside the Capitol building kept saying the police are completely outnumbered. There's not enough of them. And there's a, <laughs> even a part, I, I didn't clip it entirely, but she says, then they've breached the building. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, like a dozen people. And it's like, a dozen. <laughs> <laughs> a dozen and there's like what? not enough police officers. And then, you know, it's made it sound like it's a, it's like this barrage of people flooding into the Capitol building. And then she right. stops and interviews one. You know what I mean? Right. That was all before yeah. the interview of the guy who says that everyone's here because of Trump, but not me. So you know, I don't know what the, the heck's going on. You know, the other thing that's really tripping me out, mm. there's no reports of anybody being armed. Now, yeah. uh, Washington, D.C. has very, 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 strict very, laws, very yeah. strict gun laws. So it's not like in, uh, what was it, Michigan, mm -hmm. where uh, it's kind of a little bit Open more carry. akin to a militia situation, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. where they took over the state capital um, with the, an armed presence. Uh, but you would you would think that with this you know considering the the narrative being these are all right-wing lunatics that there would be some sort of contingent of whatever you know 
boogaloo boys or proud boys or yada 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 um who would be exercising some sort of second amendment uh aspect to it you're not seeing that here now oh, i will no. say d live just x tagged our channel for, due to the political content <laughs> what does x tag i mean? don't know but it just i just saw the saw it scroll through the <laughs> chat we've been x x tagged on d live what does this mean oh we have 33 viewers on d live too hello d live and hello oh, 33 of you live Wow. Uh, compromised. So we have enabled the X tag on your channel due to the political content. Yeah. Okay. We got to figure out what X tagged means. I don't what, know. You're not allowed to talk about politics on D live. Apparently not. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, but you know, that's one weird part about the narrative building of this event is, uh, you know, usually when it's some sort of right wing event, there's always like, Oh, look at all these guns. Yeah, that's true. But that's yeah. a lot harder to do in Washington, D.C. It is. That would uh, trigger some law enforcement activity right away as well. Yeah. Um, uh, you were reading the Zero Hedge article. Sorry, stuff yeah, breaking. We keep getting distracted. distracted no, yeah. no, that's okay. That's what we're here to do. It's a weird day, so yeah. we're just going to do weird stuff. Uh, so, Holly is certain to be defeated at the House uh, as the House is controlled by Nancy Pelosi's Democrats. As for the Senate, GOP members have indicated they will join the 48 Democratic senators in opposing Holly. Yet, through his, uh, though his defeat is inevitable, Holly is acting in accord with law and precedent. And January 2005, Senator Barbara Boxer, to the cheers of Democratic colleagues, challenged George W. Bush's electoral vote victory in Ohio. Why, then, this panic? Well, after Hawley announced his challenge and was attacked, even by admirers, Ted Cruz and 10 other GOP senators declared that they, too, would challenge the legitimacy of the electoral votes cast for Biden in swing states such as Georgia and Pennsylvania. In effect, Cruz and co. would vote to hold up validating Biden's victory until a newly formed commission could complete a 10-day investigation of complaints that it was fraudulent or rigged. And at last count, 140 House Republicans had signed on to support challenges to Biden's electoral vote majority. Still, uh, the certain end here is that all of these challenges will be rejected by majorities in both houses of Congress and the electoral vote count of 306 to 232 for Joe Biden will stand as the challenges are certain fail. And as Biden's path to the presidency will remain clear by week's end, is there something else the Holly Cruz challenges are all about? Indeed, they are also about the succession struggle inside the GOP and who inherits the Trump estate. If the president elects not to run again. The Haley and uh, Cruz challenges, I think that they meant Holly. The Holly and Cruz challenges are signals to the Trump faithful that they stood by Trump when the faint hearted had abandoned him uh, to do the establishment's bidding. You know what also just occurred to me? Did uh, so did the electoral votes get certified in the end? I thought they did. It, it was officially certified. So maybe. Yeah. Um, the breach happened just in time to. Oh, stop you mean you the... mean today? I don't know about yeah, today. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't think so. I want to know how far they got in the process. Yeah, th I mean, it must have been fairly deep into it. If it was, you know, two or three o'clock when everything went down. Um, oh yeah, I forgot the time difference. Yeah, yeah, they're three mm. hours ahead of where we are, or at least where I am. I don't know where you are, Basil. Somewhere in time space. Yeah. But um. Okay, I'm hearing the X tag on uh on 
D oh, this is this is somebody on YouTube, but somebody on YouTube says the X tag mean not suitable for under 13 years. I don't know if that's the same on D live because why would 13 year olds? It was X tagged for political yeah. content. I don't know if they're trying to keep 13 year olds away from political <laughs> content. Yeah, it's a, we're X rated now. Yeah, that'll upset okay. my wife. Um, I don't know. Why don't you, would you mind doing a little Google search while I continue doing this? How far exactly did they get into the, uh, process? Yeah. Okay. Uh, as of today, disbelievers in the validity of Biden's victory are legion. Uh Oh, according to a Reuters Ipsos poll of November 18th, some 28% of all respondents and 59 of all Republicans said they were concerned that the results of the election had been rigged. Mike Pence, another potential candidate in 2024, also supports the challenges to the electoral vote. Wow. As of yesterday, but not so much now. Over the weekend, his chief of staff, Mark Short, issued this statement. Quote, the vice president shares the concerns of millions of Americans about voter fraud and irregularities in the last election and welcomes the efforts of members of the House and Senate to use the authority they have under the law to raise objections and bring forward evidence before the Congress and the American people on January 6th. Arkansas Senator Tom Cotton, also potential candidate in 2024, is taking a public stand in opposing to uh in opposition to Hawley and Cruz in a news release Sunday. Cotton declared, quote, the founders entrusted our elections chiefly to the states, not Congress. They entrusted the election of our president to the people acting through the electoral Congress, sorry, electoral college, not Congress. And they entrusted the adjudication of election disputes to the courts, not Congress. Interesting. The Senate's number two Republican, John Thune of South Dakota, has said Said that any attempt by House conservatives to challenge the Electoral College's results, quote, is going down like a shot dog. Whoa. <laughs> Whoopsies. Uh, an angry Trump tweeted in retort that he hoped to see, quote, the great governor of South Dakota run against Rhino John Thune. Uh, Noem replied that she considered Thune a good friend and will be running for re-election as governor in 2022. Understandably, McConnell wants to avoid having his GOP majority split over a fruitless challenge to the legitimacy of Biden's election and splintered among factions supporting presidential hopefuls. Sunday, Chris Christie sided with McConnell and Cotton, saying the challenges to the electoral vote are going nowhere because there's been no evidence of widespread fraud. Chris Christie. Christie has called on the party to accept the validity of the election of 2020 and work with the new and legitimate President Joe Biden. Given the coronavirus challenges in election laws, the extended periods for voting, the massive use of mail-in ballots, the widespread belief of the election was rigged, and that a change in 35,000 votes out of 155 million cast could have altered the outcome, this belief is going to have a long shelf life in American politics. The corrupt bargain of 1824 that robbed Andrew Jackson of the presidency is still remembered in America's history books. This one is going to be fought over for as long, says uh, Zero Hedge here. Yeah, so, well, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, just uh, part of the issue here with the chaos leading up to today was Georgia and uh, the Republican, I, I can't remember her name. Uh, was leading throughout most of the evening. And then uh, if you watch the vote count, 
same thing at like 11.30. The Democrats had a surge. John Olsoff wins Georgia Senate election. Democrats now officially control the U.S. Senate. Hmm. You know, there's an interesting on that PBS live stream. We've got uh, what looks like a chief of police or something. You want to switch over to it? We can. Hold on. Let me see. Get to it here. All right, let me look for it. Um, it's, it's just the same link. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, it's the same one that that you had before. Uh, but yeah, I, I I couldn't find any anything on the progress other than, uh, you know, basically them saying that Georgia went Democrat, so now the Senate is controlled by Democrats. Yeah. And that's not good for Republicans. Yeah, well that was a big that was a big uh big flip. Yeah. And that's what triggered the recount not recounts, but the uh the runoff at least. Um and that we are basically can what we are at right American now. American manufacturers uh, are right now. Um it's just what's being broadcast. I got too many windows open. Yeah, that was the OSOF victory in in Georgia that you Fifth were hearing. Amendment. That is the amendment of the Constitution which calls for the removal of the president of the United States. And they say to do this, quote, to preserve democracy. This is a, we've, a number of things we've said today. Are putting remarkable. the link in the dock. This is just one more uh, in a string of events today that has jaws dropping, eyes popping um, uh, in, in reaction to what's happened today. You had the President of the United States speaking to his supporters for an hour. They marched to the Capitol. They took over. They broke into the building. Um, they just had their run of the place. Um, and I'm, I'm reading the statement from the, the, NA, the their acronym is NAM, National Association of Manufacturers. This is a large group. It represents uh, American, uh, the companies that make things, manufacturers, they are calling on the vice president of the United States to move to seriously consider working with the cabinet to invoke the 25th Amendment to remove the mm -hmm. president from yeah, office so now, in order to oh my gosh, democracy. Yeah, so they're it's, doing the 25th again. Well, that's what I'm saying. Now that they have control, the, the Democrats have control of the Senate. They're moving in that direction. They're, I think they're going to try to impeach Trump here now at this point. Like right now? Yeah, like, like right today? now. <laughs> That's what I'm seeing, at least on, on the social medias. I don't know if they're going to be able to pull it off, but uh, Ihan Omar, I don't know, I'm pr probably pronouncing Ilhan. Uh, yeah. Ilhan Omar. Yeah, traitor, traitor lady. Um, she was saying she's right. She's drafting the impeachment right now. So, yeah, I think they're going to try to. What's the point? I don't know. There's two weeks. <laughs> two weeks. There's two weeks, and they're trying to make. We have what? to save the democracy, Basil. If we, we can't let him stay for another <laughs> two weeks. It's not a democracy. It's a republic. I know. It's a constitutional republic that we live in. We we don't. We never get political on this show. What's happened today? <laughs> well, I don't even know if this is political. This is just just reading the politics. This is, this is just current events. Yeah. Um. Hmm. So okay. Well. Uh, well. Yeah. What time is it right now? Do you have a time? It we is. We got to make sure to keep an eye on the time. One fifty-four, my time here. One fifty-four, your time. Well, why don't we uh, get to a couple of stories, and then if something big breaks, we'll keep an eye out um, and take it from there. Yeah, let me do this one here because Lynn Wood has been. Oh yeah. Has been pretty at the center of a lot of the uh, the voice for the people 
you know, saying that they're defending the constitution. And some of the things he said, I, I don't necessarily disagree with in terms of what might be going on in, behind the scenes with blackmail and all that. We know that kind of stuff takes place all the time. The higher up you go in politics, especially. Um, there was an, an article by the neon. Oh boy. I forgot the name of the, the poster. Uh, basically saying that a lot of this has to do with Seth rich and the Seth rich murder. Uh, remember that took place and there's some rabbit trails that people went down and at the top of the food chain, there was Pence. And so that's why Linwood was calling for the arrest of Pence the last few days, because they knew that he wasn't going to defend Trump in this situation here. Uh, but this article, this is from the daily beast. So take it for what it is. And it, we have a lot of viewers today. I don't know that there's probably people tuning in that normally don't. Uh, we are, don't really side. We try to stay as narrow on the narrow path as possible. Uh, when it comes to politics, we, we know the right left paradigm, two wings of the same bird. Yeah, and so false paradigm. Yeah. So we're, we try to, to toe that line right in the middle, which is very difficult to do. Obviously I think a lot of my inclinations and, and some, some of my beliefs and stuff, they lean a lot more conservative, but uh, that being said, you know, I, I don't necessarily, I'm not a registered Republican and neither are you Basil. Um, so anyway, this is the daily And we report on these outlets because we are looking at uh, not just the information, but also how certain people are, are, you know, uh, shaped and, and shaded and, and just, you know, how the media colors certain things, certain people. And Lynn Wood has made himself a celebrity uh, on one side, almost like the voice to protect the constitution. On the other side, he's a crazy person. Let's see what this daily beast (laughs) says. Trumpist lawyer Lynn Wood called himself second coming of Christ documents what yeah okay so here's what it says wait what <laughs> pro trump lawyer this is so funny because we had some people sending us messages after we uh talked about lynn wood on the last episode and uh man do they love that guy oh, i know it's crazy I, even our colleagues are like retweeting his stuff saying like oh yeah the you know agreeing with him and all that Pro-Trump sure. lawyer Linwood has said some wacky things about the election and politics lately, but his weirdest comment may be about himself. His former law partners, who are locked in a legal dispute with him, alleged in court papers that he was recorded calling himself the Son of God. Quote, I might actually be Christ coming back for a second time in the form of an imperfect man elevating Christ consciousness. What? He supposedly said in the undated recording, quote, that uh, that cause you to have a little bit of a chill who would be more eloquent to say what the will of God is the belief of God in me and quote long crime reports that Wood, who said he was quote, like the power of King David is also accused of assaulting his former partners. He filed a countersuit accusing them of trying to shake him down. So that's the problem here. And I looked at it, the actual, uh, the lawsuit that was filed and yeah, the affidavit or not the affidavit, the, uh, uh, these, you know, partners, these former partners basically were owed money and Lynn, I guess it just goes back and forth and I'm not going to get into the details, but they apparently allegedly have a recording of Linwood saying this. And so that's why you got to take it with a little bit of a grain of salt. Like, did he really say this? Right. Or, it's in a court it's document. In a court document. They're, they're trying to make him sound bad because but, they have something to gain from it. But at the same time, if it is true, then he's definitely peddling uh We will launch a new age. 
That is as right. new age as it gets that they are right. the Christ. And actually that is, is precisely a lot of what the new age say is that we are the second coming of Christ. Right. We are the Christ consciousness. So it's not inconsistent with the new age message. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's just very interesting that you would say yeah, that. That's funny. Well, you know, as we talked about, uh, on the episode, we kind of were exploring who Linwood was and why he was so popular now. Um, it, it's just another case of these lawyers coming out and becoming celebrities, and, uh, you know, sounds like it can kind of go to their head a little bit. Just a little bit, Gons. Well, I'm seeing people in the chat who may know more about this saying that it either wasn't him or that he regretted saying it. And, uh, again, in the heat of the, heat of the moment and in certain situations, you can probably say some things that you regret. But, uh, I don't know. It's, it's kind of hard to, if you're threatening other, some people, some former uh, colleagues of yours, yeah. To invoke yourself as Christ. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting because, of course, Lynn Wood has a lot of uh, influences from or adjacent to the Q movement. Right. And, of course, you know, the when you get deep into Q, it's filled with that kind of stuff. Right, right. So, yeah, this is a Q-affirmed type of lingo, uh, at least in the New Age sense. Right. So, who knows? Maybe he got it from that or maybe that brought him to it. Yeah, yeah. So, well, uh, I think that's it for the, uh, yeah, this report, for whatever reason, it didn't go into much detail. I had another uh, one okay. that had a different, this is a cheat sheet, so that's why I think it's a little bit shorter. But, uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, keeping keeping an eye on the Linwood situation there. And yeah. he, him and Sidney Powell, they were talking about the Kraken, and they're going to release stuff. And, um, and the, I've looked at it, and... Clearly, there is evidence of tampering in terms of the election, the machines, the uh, I had one thing here, the election rigging uh, against some claims. I, I don't know how legit uh, some of this information is, but according to uh, this person here, come on, load. Everything is loading so slow today. Yeah. The, the, the internet's Kennedy, exploding. Yeah. yeah. Uh, U.S. election data was forwarded from Frankfurt, Germany. Remember where their servers were? Right. To yeah. Rome, Italy, where the man pictured below partnered with members of MI6 and CIA and Italian defense contractor Leonardo led the operation and built the algorithms that were used to manipulate U.S. election data. And again, I mean, the news sources are all going to say there's no evidence. There's evidence. You can dismiss it as not real or fake or whatever, but sure. there's lots of evidence of tampering. Yeah. And, uh, well, even machines. there's been some backpedaling with uh, a lot of the, you know, bigger uh, personalities, whether in politics or, uh, well, mainly in politics, where there's been some backpedaling where it's like, yeah, there, but there was not enough tampering to make a difference. So it doesn't even matter. Stop thinking about sure. it. Yeah. They're trying to dismiss um, so. it, downplay it. So, and to that end, for Trump to be out there continuously saying that it was rigged and it was uh, stolen. And I mean, I tend to believe him, but at the same time, uh, I, I would I would say that past elections were manipulated, and you know it just we didn't have a public necessarily that number one were so fervent for one candidate. Um, th that's something that I think is interesting with the last four years is that in Trump's marketing, maybe you can um, call it. 
did Real a good quick, job. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, but yeah. if you go back to that PBS thing, they're bringing up uh, one of the senators who is going to uh, object. Oh, okay. Let me see here. PBS. We've done for the last 240 years in our country is, is have peaceful protests and peaceful uh, transition of government. But President Trump is the one, uh, Congressman Estes, who urged his supporters to come to Washington. He urged them not to allow this process to go forward. He's the one who is saying that this process should be stopped. Orange uh, that man it should bad. not go forward, mm -hmm. that his votes, uh, that the electoral vote count should stop, that it should go back to the states, period, and the election should be overturned. Are you supporting him in that belief? So there have been several protests uh, since the election. Uh, I expected this protest to be to be like that, to be uh, peaceful in terms of that process. Uh, I was somewhat surprised today uh, that it did turn violent uh, because that hadn't been uh, the, the aspect of what had happened in any of the previous ones. Uh, I do understand uh, frustration on people's parts, but uh, it's not appropriate for individuals. Uh, I don't condone violence that they've done and don't support them at all in terms of storming our capital and trying to disrupt uh, the process that's set up in, in the laws of our country and that, that we should follow. What responsibility do you think President Trump has for sending the message, though, that that this is a, this election should not be accepted and that his supporters should do whatever they can, anything they can, in order to stand in the way of Joe Biden becoming president? So I think you have to look at uh, and hold accountable those individuals that uh, committed these these uh, these acts of violence. Uh, it's not appropriate at all to, for them to do that. And uh, those are the folks that need to be held accountable for doing that. Uh, I, I support our Capitol Police and the law enforcement who've, who've actually done a, an admirable job looking out to, to secure the, the Capitol building and uh, make sure that we have a, a minimum amount of issues with individuals. But uh, even though it's, it's part of our country's history to have free speech and to have uh, the ability to protest, uh, this violence is not appropriate and, and individuals should not have done that. But do you think <laughs> President Trump bears some responsibility? <laughs> she wants him to say it so much. I think when you when you have a crowd that gets together uh, uh, conducting a protest, you're 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 at risk any time that there can be uh, violence that comes out of that. I mean, we saw it earlier last year with all of the uh, Antifa protests, and we saw the violence in Seattle and in Wisconsin, and and so that's that's an individual. We need to hold those individuals that commit that responsible, and and knowing that uh, when you do have a crowd that that is a risk and that's one of the reason why you know the capitol police and law enforcement are, are always at the ready uh when when we go through the process of of having a, a protest like that that uh at the beginning uh maybe start out peaceful uh but then uh, has the risk of turning violent do you think the president should have urged his <laughs> okay i think we get the these people they get nothing paid to, yeah, to get you paid must to just, say it say it orange man bad <laughs> the pre, don't you think the pre, how are you nah, these people just make me sick it's ridiculous <laughs> so funny don't you think the president is responsible well you people get well, violent no, but no. don't you think he led them on <laughs> don't, don't you, you think, think yeah. just say it
<laughs> okay. Um, well, I'll well, keep keeping an eye on that. Yeah, I don't think he. I. I mean, I'm kind of curious to see if he gives in and does say it. But uh, she probably <laughs> asks a couple more times and then lets him go. Yeah, let's see. Um, let's just uh, travel the round, take the rounds here. This is ABC. Let's see what they're saying live here. Very okay. hard to do that. Uh, clearly, given what we are seeing, given it's obvious that, that many of the president's supporters simply don't view Joe Biden as a legitimate president. Uh, but Joe Biden, of course, has promised repeatedly to be a president for all Americans, whether you support yeah. him or not. Uh, and he does want to get to business very rapidly. Uh, of course, <laughs> tackling the pandemic is the top priority, doing something to give Americans more of a financial lifeline. So another stimulus, uh, another COVID stimulus bill is also something that you're going to see happen uh, in quite short order. And then because Democrats do control or will control Congress, that does change everything. Uh, it changes the scope and the scale uh, of Biden's uh, ambitions here and his ability to oh, fulfill so many explosions happening in the promises. background it there. It doesn't change Ooh. everything because, of course, it is a 50-50 split in the that? Senate. That is a very, uh, oh, very is that the small smoke? majority. Yeah, they're trying the, to get the, rid of the, the crowd. President elect oh, Kamala wow, Harris yeah. will be the tie breaking vote. Uh Joe Biden will be able to go big. Uh, certainly much bigger than he would have envisioned if a Republicans were still in control of the Senate. And just remarkable to have this happen uh, today, or to, to, to have twenty-four hours, you know, after we saw these races in Georgia, to have um, to see what we are seeing, to see the divide in the and Republican Party play out in this way is just remarkable. And to see what we are seeing right Fantastic. now as you Breakdown were talking, of the detonations remarkable. on the steps of the Capitol, as you were talking, smoke being cleared uh, as well. It, people didn't seem to scatter as as the detonations uh, took off. Well, as we see one. some more of them as well, these flash bombs. Um, I don't know who we have down there. Is Martha Raddatz anywhere close uh, to that scene? Martha, can you tell us? Rachel Scott, okay, Rachel Scott, you're down there. Tell, can you tell us what's happening there, Rachel? Nope. Rachel's gone. No, no I'm sorry, Rachel. Um, this section of the Capitol, if you can take a look just right behind, you can see them clearing out the final demonstrators and protesters that stormed the barricades, climbed over, pushed up, passed and stormed inside of the Capitol building here. This entire area, George, was completely blocked off. I want to show you. You could see some of the gates and the barricades that were set up here. On the other side, they have all been torn down yeah, as these people can jump over that and barricade. protesters charged up those steps That's and into the, the Capitol they had a concert. I talked to so many here today. Today. They came from Florida. They came from Georgia. I was on a flight from Georgia after covering those runoff elections just yesterday. They said they wanted to stand by the president. They wanted to help him fight uh, an election that he overwhelmingly lost. And they said they would not accept the results until he said that he had lost this race. They feel like they were answering a call directly from the president here today. And as that message came out, we have seen some of the demonstrators in this area clear on the other side of the Capitol building. We watched as some of those demonstrators climbed up scaffolding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. they climbed it. things. I saw somebody in the chat mentioned uh, that there was breaking news that there may have been pipe bombs found uh, near the Capitol. I'm looking around. I can't find anything about that. Uh, maybe you can take a look or if that person wants to who was it? Cool Runnings Mon in Twitch. Um, uh, message us, DM us uh, a link if you have a link to that, because I can't find it anywhere. But there was something interesting regarding all this. Um, they 
did, last I heard, they did clear out, uh, you know, secured the Capitol building again, um, but they were worried because there was enough people and enough time that, uh, you know, for people to hide and kind of try to lay low and, you know, wait out the whole event or possibly put something in the Capitol building. You know, I'm sure they're worried about uh, uh, some sort of destructive device. Um, but so they're doing a full sweep of the Capitol building last I heard. Um, but another interesting thing compared to what we've seen with other, uh, I don't know, storming of government buildings or of this, this or that, whether federal or state during the uh, riots earlier this year, was they almost always immediately set fire to the building. Or, you know, did other things like that. I've not seen any reports that there's been, uh, you know, destructive. Well, there's, I guess, specifically fire uh, set in the Capitol building or anything like that. Yeah. And somebody in the chat, sorry, I went by and it just reminded me that one of the other setup uh, things that were being set up around the Capitol in the last few days was piles of bricks. We saw that with a lot of the Antifa BLM stuff from before too. But yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. It just, uh, is there going to be a second wave (laughs) of violence (laughs) at the Capitol building? That will be interesting to see how long this, uh, the last reports showed that, uh, there was national guard coming in from surrounding States. Um, and Oh, there we go. Cool runnings. Mon sending me the link. Thank you very much. Let me get that open. Uh, National Guard moving in. So, I mean, I'm sure it's a matter of, I don't know, an hour or so until the National Guard moves in. Yeah. Okay, uh, here we go. This is from the gatewaypundit.com. So, yeah, I, f- I saw you know, that. You- There's a New York Times article as well that seems to confirm that there were pipe bombs found and destroyed at RNC. DNC is evacuated. So. Oh, the, yeah, this, but this is not the Capitol building. This was found at the Republican National Committee's DC headquarters yeah, and safely detonated by bomb squad today. Yeah. Pretty crazy how it was today. Uh, Democratic National Committee is also being evacuated after a suspicious package was found nearby. The controlled detonation took place as Trump supporting patriots stormed the Capitol building just a few blocks away. Okay, so this was a few blocks away, but it was not the uh, Capitol building proper. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. The scene. <laughs> well, should we uh, take a break from this? And uh, I, I, I want to show you some flippy stuff. Uh, sure. <laughs> yeah. You want to do a flippy update in the middle I of do the most chaotic update. moment in American Let's history? Take a breathy. We're going to take a breather and get a flippy update in. <laughs> flippy update. Do you want fries with that? That's right. Okay, if you're new to the show, we talk about other things besides uh, Capitol buildings getting stormed, and one of those things is Flippy. It's the colloquial name for the disembodied robot arms that are taking our jobs, enslaving our children, and flirting with our spouses. We use talking about Flippy uh, as a way to explore how robotics and AI are taking over the world, and there's nothing we can do about it. I'll make this one fast, but it's worth worth noting. This is on Wired.com. The headline reads, uh, Watch a robot dog learn how to deftly fend off a human dun 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 study hard enough kids and maybe one day you'll grow up to be a professional robot fighter booyah a few years ago boston dynamics set the standard for the field by having people 
wielding hockey sticks to try to keep uh, Spot, the quadrupedal robot, from opening a door. Previously, in 2015, the far-out federal research agency DARPA hosted a challenge in which it forced clumsy humanoid robots to embarrass themselves on an obstacle course way outside the machine's league. I once asked you, dear readers, to stop laughing at them, but have since changed my mind. And now, behold, the maker of the uh, Jewing... Jewing robot dog. Whoa, whoa, uh, whoa! What? No, I'm just saying Jewing. That I'm sounds just, really. Yeah, I'm racist. just reading it, man. It says Zhu Ying. Zhu <laughs> Ying, robot dog. Have taught it a fascinating way to fend off a human antagonizer who kicks it over or pushes it with a stick. A team of researchers from China Zhejiang University, where the Zhu Ying's hardware was also developed, and the University of Edinburgh, uh, didn't teach the Zhu Ying how to recover after an assault so much as they let the robot figure it out. It's it's a dramatic departure from how a hardware developer like Boston Dynamics goes about teaching a robot how to move using decades of human experience to hard code line by line the way a robot is supposed to react to stimuli like um, a person's foot. And they've got a little video here, uh, but there's got to be a better way. Imagine, if you will, a soccer team, midfielder, strikers, and a goalkeeper all do generally soccer-esque things like running and kicking, but each position has its own specialized skills that make it unique the goalkeeper for instance is the only person what the heck are they talking about they're just going into soccer long story short they t <laughs> this robot uh is learns how to f defend itself from a human and i'm telling you this is how it starts it's only a matter of time before these robots uh, uh figure out that the best way to not get kicked by a human is to kick the human first yeah i don't like where this is headed this is a compliance with china and now that the you know the chinese communist party takeover of america is nearly complete um yeah they can deploy these things at the capitol building and uh, disperse the crowds <laughs> well right this isn't this was an interesting uh experience today especially because as we know robocops in all sorts of shapes and sizes are not very far off and you know in 2020 now 2021 where uh there's obviously not enough law enforcement to uh, take control of a situation uh 2020 saw you know of course a lot of uh, difficult times for law enforcement officers all around the country. And soon humans will just stop wanting to be kicked around like a lot of these cops are. And uh, they will deploy these robot dogs. And good luck. You know, we've seen um, robot dogs from Amazon and Boston Dynamics roaming the streets in several cities. And, uh, you know, there's been some fears that they can be attacked They've been given personhood in some cities as pedestrian robots, uh, giving them legal protections. And now it's not just legal protections. It's martial arts, legal <laughs> martial arts protections. Wasn't, uh, wasn't it Indonesia, Indonesia where it, they had the robot dogs walking around with a, a bullhorn, basically telling people to social distance and. Yeah, somewhere in Asia. I don't remember specifically, but yeah, the yeah, dogs put uh, robot dogs patrolling uh, parks and stuff, enforcing social distancing. Yeah, so I, I don't like where this is headed. Yeah, I know, but uh, you know, we watched. Uh, we have, we've talked about the Mandalorian, and one big 
theme at the end of the Mandalorian was how, uh, you know, the empire had gotten robots. They basically perfected the stormtrooper by getting rid of the human, the human weakness. element. Yeah. As the yes, weakness got yeah, rid of yeah. the humans and turned it into basically robo, uh, stormtroopers. And it was interesting to just see how, <laughs> the institution of the empire, you know, they just would have a whole section of a spaceship that was parked with like 30 robots and they got activated when they were needed. And uh, I could see the Capitol building, you know, having us a, a wing or a room, a back room filled with uh, riot control robots for this just such way. an occasion. This is the way. <laughs> sure that's what they're saying there but yeah, yeah, yeah it's um the progress is quite startling you know the, a few years ago we had these robot dogs uh, slipping on banana peels you know and you're now, right right now they're rolling over and getting right back up and coming after you so we're doomed yeah <laughs> i'm gonna check i gotta pull up my pull up my uh pacific standard time website so i know the time yeah i don't under- uh, understand that, how you don't have a clock that tells the I, proper time that i know is so i don't weird. know i've tried hundreds of times to fix it very bizarre um, yeah you want to and it, you know the worst part is it messes with my like a tweet um because the when you're looking at twitter it tells you how long ago the tweet was tweeted and it apparently runs off of your computer time and it's different for, you know, each viewer because uh, that video of Trump that he posted and probably moving on uh, almost an hour ago now, when I saw it, it said it was posted over two hours before. And when you saw it, it said 12 minutes. Yeah. So my whole I'm just You're living, living in, in the time future. warp. You're living yeah. slightly more into the future, which makes a little bit of sense <laughs> in, in some ways with your eyes there. Um, yeah. You know, it's funny. I had a good friend tell me you need to you need to stop goofing around with the googly eyes. You have much you have a much bigger purpose. It's true. So I was told. You, do. <laughs> you do have a much a bigger of, purpose. Guns. A lot of listeners would, uh, or not not listeners, uh, old viewers of the Face Like the Sun channel would definitely uh, agree with that sentiment. But yeah, I don't know. We've been podcasting well, for a long it, time, man. Oh yeah, I'm working on Age of Deceit four. This is the 10 year anniversary of Age of Deceit this year. Believe it or not. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. I know. Huh. Um, do you we'll want to do throw the a party? Yeah, I know. I, I'm going to try to finish part four this year so we can do the, the, the what is it? Decade party. Not really a party, but uh, do you want to take a break real quick and then thank some people and then we'll get back. We got a whole bunch of other stories. You know, part of our thing here at Canary Cry News Talk is we try not to talk politics because a lot of politics is a distraction to the stuff that's really going on behind the scenes and things that are developing. And, and um, uh, so we have some other things to cover today, uh, including Julian Assange, Elon saying some things. Uh, one of our theories about project blue beam recent theories was actually proven correct. <laughs> Was oh, kind of really? yeah oh good uh a cyborg moth smellicopter uh, a couple pandemic things and then a couple ai things if we get to it so uh let's just do a quick break i think we have a night um so yeah you want to do it let's do it yeah 
Okay, folks, don't go anywhere. We're going to take a quick break. You heard all, all sorts of good stories we're going to get to after that. But we want to take a second and uh, thank some of our producers. That's right. Uh, many of you out there listening and watching right now are actually producers of Canary Cry News Talk. And that's because we uh, run on the value for value model. Uh, it's no secret that advertising, the advertising industry, um, the advertisers, all all wrapped up in big data privacy concerns advertising has been a very destructive force overall and uh, you know in some cases has let content producers like Gons and myself uh, to monetize things however it, we got to the point where uh, we realized that participating in the advertising model would be uh, participating in and taking advantage of the beast system that we uh, try to expose so often. And so we are on the value for value model, which not only invites you, dear listener, to get involved with your own media future, to invest in the types of media that uh, you find valuable without the literal mind control of advertising, um, but also creates, uh, you know, a, a chance to rebel against the theology of this world in regards to uh, bending the knee to advertisers and mammon and all the everything wrapped up in that. So we want to thank a few producers of the show today. You can start uh, with that if you're interested. Well, just to reiterate, <laughs> the show can only continue. But sorry, there's some pictures coming out from. The Capitol building, and they're hilarious. So sorry, I'm getting distracted. I'm okay. looking up some things. I also have video footage of uh, what looks like the police, the Capitol police, actually letting through some of the more violent-looking protesters, like removing That's, the barricade. Do you have it on the uh, yeah? Let me screen. Yeah, let me pull it up. Uh, yeah, pop it up there. So <laughs> we'll get to the other one there in a moment here. Sorry, folks. There's just so much happening today. It's just hard to stick to one thing but this is a uh... police are squabbling with protesters oh there we squabbling. go and they just breached the capitol again so yeah there's like a rowdy crowd behind the barricades and the police the guy the guys with jackets that say police just move uh -huh. the barricades and a whole bunch of people start walking through fishy man it's super fishy and then there's a guy waving all of them to come in and uh and then at the very end of this little tiktok video here the camera kind of pulls off to the side and you see a bunch of people that would look like normal yeah not normal i guess but just people that look like peaceful peaceful protesters standing right. by kind of watching this like already place. in there yeah, yeah like, what a weird stage weird thing <laughs> There's already there's like moms, like middle-aged moms already on the inside of the barricade. And then this big hullabaloo where these cops basically roll out the red carpet for more people to yeah, they move the barricades and let them in and just sort of stroll away. Is the I don't know, thing, man. man. This is even more fishy than before. And it's also strange that uh, none of these Law enforcement officers have any sort of riot gear or anything on. Well, they they don't seem too concerned. Well, this is earlier too. Now they're all out there in force. Uh, the ABC report we were just watching had a bunch of guys in what looked like stormtrooper outfits and you know super crazy 
tough guy uh. cars and stuff. So yeah, they're, they're out there now, but they certainly weren't earlier today. Uh, per the report from the PBS anchor uh, reporter, basically saying uh, there's not enough police being rampaged by all 12 people breaking in. And then uh, real, br- real, real quickly here, there's a, <laughs> there's a picture of a guy. <laughs> I don't know if this is skinny jeans guy. Uh, I, I don't think it's a skinny jeans guy, but he's, it looks like he just picked up the podium from or just a, a podium with the microphones on it. And he's walking out. He's like waving. <laughs> he's got a souvenir. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a big wooden, I would expect that thing to be a little heavier, but he's it probably uh, yeah, is just a little heavier, but strolling out with it. Big golden seal there. <laughs> uh, now that, that is probably illegal. <laughs> and I like how it's Getty images too. Getty getting in on the, the historical moment. Stamping Good their job, little thing. Getty. Yeah. Some, some photographer just made a quick buck. Send oh, that yeah. over to Getty. I'm just trying to see okay. now different beanies here. Yeah. Not, not that's the same not guy. the same guy. Yeah, not the same guy, but okay. Anyway, just thought it was okay. a funny, funny picture. The first and one of the easier ways you can become a producer of the show is by heading to patreon.com slash CCNT for Canary Cry News Talk. Patreon.com slash CCNT. And uh, I am very thankful and want to thank uh, a number of new producers. Uh, The first one is new producer Amanda. Thank you, producer Amanda. Uh, I believe she's a returning producer, actually. So thank you very very much. Returning producer, Amanda. Next, we have producer Christina. Thank you, producer Christina. Thank you very much, producer Christina. And I'm just going to refresh this page real quick to make sure nobody else came in during the show. I do not think so. So thank you very much to producer Amanda and producer Christina for supporting the show. Now we also have patreon.com slash canary cry radio. That's patreon.com slash canary cry radio. If you haven't listened to canary cry radio before, that is another show that we've been doing for many, many years, uh, interview style deal. And you should uh, check it out because it's a good uh, long form uh, worldview informing show that, uh, uh, we yeah. like to do very much and we have some more, we'll be doing some more interviews for that in the next uh, week or so. Yeah. Before, you, before so, you go on real quick, uh, mm-hmm. Jacqueline Plaza on YouTube commented. Uh, she said, I decided to start watching Canary cry radio from the very first episode today. And I'm only 25 minutes in on Canary cry radio. Zero zero one oh, introduction, wow. which was published on March of 2012. Uh-huh. And it's unnerving to hear what you are saying compared to what's happening today. Did you guys really start this show in 2012? Yeah. And she says, what hole was I living in that I missed all this stuff since 2012? Uh, and she's been listening since 2019. So, hey, you know, it's, it's still that's there. That's awesome. So, yeah. No, yeah we've I'm been, glad she, uh, been that's covering. what we're saying, man. I know. <laughs> These times are weird. We've been basically describing this exact situation for almost nine years now. I know. So uh, did you say that was Jacqueline uh, Plaza uh, Plaza? Well, I want to thank Jacqueline Plaza because she is one of our new producers over at patreon.com slash Canary Cry Radio. Very good. Thank you. Thank you very much. Producer Jacqueline. Uh, Next, we have producer Zane. 
you, producer Zane. Thank you very much. Next, we have producer The Sec Doc. Ooh, the Sec Doc. Yeah, like security, I think. Oh. Um, and then during the show, we had a new producer come in, and that is our new producer, Renee A. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Maybe. Yeah. Let me make sure we put her on the list. Um, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) She's on there twice now. So there you go. Thank you very much to our Patreon producers. We cannot do the show without the help of the producers. Brings uh, so as much as we like to <laughs> would like to take credit for things, it's the producers that make the show happen. Now, if you don't like Patreon, that is okay. You don't have to like Patreon. That's why we have CanaryCryRadio.com/support. CanaryCryRadio.com/support. That's right. CanaryCryRadio.com slash support is a great way uh, to support the show in a few different ways. First of all, there's uh, some literature there on the value for value model and why it's so important, not just for us, but for each and every listener or slash producer of the show. Um, And there's PayPal options. You can come in and become a monthly producer. And so thank you very much to all all of our monthly producers uh, laying down a a nice foundation to keep the show going. Uh, But if commitment is not your thing, you can make a one-time producership in any amount. There's also cryptocurrency and all sorts of fun stuff. So check that out. Gons, who do we have coming in on the PayPal? First, we have Saul coming in twice. Yes, Saul. He's so consistent. Thank you very much, yeah, producer thank Saul. You, producer Saul. We also have Nathan A coming in at $33. Ooh, producer Nathan A. Thank you very much. Thank you, producer Nathan. Uh, producer Cynthia F coming in, taking up the $20.21 yes, donation. The 2021 producership. Very good. Thank you. For that, producer Cynthia, we also have producer Sylvan. Thank you very much, producer Sylvan. I'm having and flashbacks. And then this last one, oh, this I'm last being... one here. Wait, wait, is... wait. What? Sylvan, I want to say something about Sylvan. Oh, say something. I just had a flashback. Because, oh. uh, I used to go to this. Uh, okay. My education was normal, you know, uh, Monday through Friday, regular school. And then I had Japanese school on Saturdays all day. And I also was uh doing extra school sometimes called the there's like a sylvan learning center and i was Mm -hmm. doing extra sat type work there so it just took me back producer sylvan thank you for (laughs) opening up old wounds okay you got them (laughs) you got them um and then uh there's actually a couple more after this gons that i have pulled up but this is a big thank you to producer vladimir s producer vladimir Volodymyr. Yeah. And uh, they sent in a, a message here specifically says read in uh, Russian accents. Keep up the good work, comrades. <laughs> no, no, that was bad. Uh, but thank you very much, producer Vladimir, who is our Russian KGB handler, apparently. Yeah. Um, and then Russia, a couple more Russia. came in during the show, Gons. So I'm going to read these ones live. Okay. Uh, producer Ralph. Ralph C. Thank you very much, producer Ralph C. And then lastly, we we have producer E. Bay Seller. (laughs) 
Very funny. And a little note here. Shout out to Nigel, producer Nigel. Oh, Thank you. Very good. Yes, our mm. knife maker, our resident yes. knife maker. Our yes, our ref, resident uh, blacksmith. It will kill. Okay, and I think that is all for the uh, producers this week, Guns. Oh, we have a knight. Oh yeah. Okay. Yes. So we do have uh, the Canary Cry Roundtable of Knights and Dames, which if you haven't heard, this is uh, a very elite group of uh, Canary Cry producers who over the years have produced the show in the amount of $1,000 or more. And so we want to give them a very special thank you and honor them for their devotion to keeping the show going. And uh, this one is today we'll be knighting uh dame sarah all right are you ready okay i'm ready get the sword out or yeah let me get my sword hold on this one was made by producer nigel mm, i need i need producer nigel to make me a katana yes <laughs> there we go okay we want to call up dame sarah Please step forward to the Canary Cry Roundtable of Knights and Dames, where we have a seat for you. Thanks to your generous support in the amount of $1,000 or more, we are proud to pronounce you Dame of the Canary Cry Roundtable. You shall now be known as Dame Sarah of the House Taylor, pursuer of truth and mother of cats. Yes, that's right. Welcome to the Canary Cry Roundtable, where we have the belt of truthful truthiness, breastplate of righteous righteousness, custom-fit Birkenstocks to carry forth the gospel of peace, the shield of ferocious faith, the helmet of substantiating salvation, the supernatural sword of the spirit, and of course, adorable samurai babies, infinitely cute kitties for cuddling, and if you're hungry, we have fancy feast, wet food, carp, Cosmo, the crisper cow, and of course, fried wormicorns. Welcome to the Canary Cry Knights and Dames Roundtable with Dame Sarah, the house tailor, pursuer of truth, and the mother of cats. There you go. All you out there in the chat and listener land, uh, make sure to, to uh, give a warm round of applause and congratulations to Dame Sarah. And thank you, Dame Sarah, so much for supporting the show. It's always fun. Nights, nightings and damings, Gons. It's, uh, it's a good time. She did give us a note. Do you want to read this? Yes, because, uh, I'm going to go through this. Okay. Yes. She sent noting. in. Yes. She, this is very interesting. And, and Dame Sarah, this is so cool to know. And I think other listeners will enjoy it as well. So fun fact, she says, you can use this to disprove people who think that Christians in general are fringe conspiracy people are stupid. And uh, she says, I'm a member of Mensa and she's got a certified IQ of 130 to 134. So very smart person we have at the round table here. Uh, I believe she actually sent a longer uh, explanation of this uh, in another email um, that I believe had like a certification number and stuff. So we could verify that. Um, but yeah, that's very cool, man. You know, in the fringy world, especially the Christian world, it's, it's people assume that 
everybody's dullards and crazy and of course the mainstream media will say oh people with conspiracy thinking are less educated and etc etc but uh, Dame Sarah she disproves it right here Gons we have a certified Mensa member uh, as a canary cry Dame Shoo, hallelujah that's right. And she continues and says, it does not mean that I am better than anyone, but it's fun when someone calls me an idiot to say, actually, that is incorrect. I had me tested. <laughs> I had me tested. Uh, fun fact two: facial recognition has also spread to Europe. I have traveled several times this year between two countries in Europe. The first time I had to stay quarantined for a time and I had city officials come to my house and check that I indeed stay home at random times of the day. The second time I got to choose to either do the same or download an app that gives you notifications at random times of the day and asks you to scan your face and share your location info. Yikes. It also asks you to fill out a health questionnaire every day. Oh, my gosh. It's the the panopticon continues. Uh, she says, I'm a longtime listener who's not so active on social media, but loves the community and never misses an episode. I serve as a Sunday school teacher at my local church and work as an engineer. I went to World of Life Bible Institute in Hungary for one year after high school and actually learned about Nephilim there. Ah. Hungry. Okay. They're on the Nephilim tip. Uh, there is hope yet for our Christian institutions. Also learned a lot about dispensationalism, but hey, no place is perfect. <laughs> I would like to give a shout out to all the European listeners like myself and my friend Fanny. Uh, oh, she, they sent a pronunciation, but I uh, missed it. Okay. To whom I recommended the podcast only a couple days ago. Ooh. Okay. Oh right. man, I should have. the The link is not working. I hope I pronounced Fanny or Fanny correctly. But either way, welcome, new listener, and thank you, Dame Sarah. Uh, you guys do excellent work, and Middle Earth would probably have much less tourism without you. I pray that God will continue to bless you, your families, and your mis- uh, ministry with love, Sarah. Well, thank you very much, Dame yeah, Sarah. Thank you, Dame what Sarah. What a pleasure! What that a pleasure it is to have nice. you. Nice. <laughs> Okay, and um, there you go. That's our nighting. Very good. Very good. Mm-hmm. We we have a couple more nights in the queue. Uh, we just need titles and names. Make and- sure to send your info. Make sure to send your info. Yeah, and uh, there are various ways to support the show other than with your treasure, and that is with your time and talent. Uh, you can make jingles for us. We have a playlist at the end of the show where we play music and uh, songs and and sometimes little isos that you guys produce for the show so that's really great stay tuned for that and the other way is to do it with your hand drawings one art please your hand drawings (laughs) finger paintings no uh, no no not finger paintings but uh we have some great artists that produce art for for each episode every episode they they come up with something that is relevant and on topic uh, today we have a couple pieces from producer Grace and this first one, and she's been doing the quotes and this first one, one day we won't be able to go to the bathroom in public. I think I ah, said yes. that based on the, uh, the analyzing, uh, software, <laughs> yes, the smart the, toilet, the smart toilet, the yeah. government funded smart toilet grant. 
Yeah, yeah. So, so beautiful. That looks like uh, you know a piece that would be hanging in uh, in in a <laughs> in a bathroom. You know, like yeah. bathroom quote art. That you know, that's a good idea. We should put that in the inside of stalls. You know, just have yeah, the kind of cry news talk. Uh, yeah, we gotta get into the stall. Gotta- Art. I got to cross stitch that and hang it in my bathroom. Yeah. Well, I was thinking public bathrooms, you know, just so they yeah. realize that th- it's a privilege to be going to the restroom without being surveilled completely. Uh, <laughs> so good job there. Producer grace. She has a second one here. Uh, it says there will be user license agreements on the outside of the stall. Yes. That was my addition to your, uh, your bathroom in public thing yes once the smart (laughs) toilets are installed and the panopticon is complete you're gonna have to uh yes there will be implied consent with a a eula agreement and public restrooms i like the little icons she made there you know for people who can't read it's uh you know a little icon of a a video camera a little icon of a butt and a little (laughs) icon (laughs) with an arrow going into the cloud because all of the, uh, the smart toilet info for some reason is accessible in the cloud. Yeah. I don't know what the story is on that. Uh, just got a message from sir. Jason, you shall be knighted in the next episode. Oh, good. Stay tuned. Um, okay. So yeah, there, there's some art from grace and uh, you know, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think we got one from Allie today. You know, we did. It came in during the show, though. I so did? if you want me to stall, oh, I, see it. I can talk about the calendar while you upload yeah. that. Yeah, talk calendar. Okay. I, we just got a uh, an update from producer Isaac. Just a quick update. The calendars are finished. I will be picking them up in 30 minutes and begin shipping them tonight. That's right, folks. The Canary Cry calendar is hot off the press. If you haven't gotten it yet, you should head over to CanaryCryMerchPerch.com. Um, there's a pre-order section, although now I don't know if it's technically a pre-order or, a, or just a regular order. But uh, the Canary Cry calendar 2021 is ready and ready to be shipped. So congratulations to everybody who pre-ordered that. Um, if you haven't done it, head over to CanaryCryMerchPerch.com. There's all sorts of uh, Canary Cry merch and it is producer run. It is not run by Gons and I. It was uh, just a wonderful pleasure to have uh, producers decide that that would be a wonderful contribution to the community. And uh, the Canary Cry calendar 2021 one features uh, numerous uh, notable dates throughout the year that you're going to want to keep track of, especially if you track uh, fringy stuff. And if you're a Canarian, you're going to need it. So, um, oh, and the art in the calendar is produ- it was created by uh, lots of our wonderful Canary Cry artists. Allie, uh, oh no, once I start listing them, I need to list all of them and I don't have a list in front of me. But uh, all a bunch of very wonderful artists. I know Ali uh, has a few pieces. Uh, Incarnate Unlimited has a few pieces. Uh, 88 is in there. Uh, I, I'm trying to think if Jay Vella got in there or not. I don't know, but uh, it's wonderful. You got to go get it. Hot off the press. Canary Cry calendar 2021. Go to canarycrymerchperch.com. How you looking? Good. I have Ali's piece of art here and I, you know, I knew this was going to be the piece of art that she was going to do. Uh, it is, <laughs> yes, it is your ax throwing, which you have be- been uh, practicing. 
<laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I was glad I sh- got to share that last episode. Been working on my axe throwing. Wow, my biceps just keep keep getting bigger and bigger, <laughs> Allie. Thank you. And uh, there was a little note, which uh, I, let me make sure to read this the way it needs to be read. Because there was something. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Sorry. Uh, yes, Allie researched axe throwing for this one. She then asked me uh, what your target would be. This is uh, producer Charlie saying this. And since you didn't address the question in the live stream, she improvised. And that's uh, my neighbor with his homemade <laughs> firework. Yeah. Well, right. I will say I don't throw axes at my neighbors, but. Uh, <laughs> That is the funniest depiction of my neighbor I could have imagined. So thank you very much for that. And thank you very much, uh, producer Allie, for sending in the art. Always a pleasure. I'm really glad that wasn't me. Uh, There was a moment where I thought, oh, no, (laughs) I've devolved. into. (laughs) I'm having a firework V axe battle with my neighbor, apparently. That's good. Um, And then Jade Bouncerson is uh, the timestamp person. I think a couple... I think the last episode we we didn't get them, but I think uh, there's been transition happening with uh, the producer hey, there. Hey, so hey, hey I, I'm I'm just you know. Wait, what? What are you saying? Uh, the timestamps. Jade Bouncerson was okay, unable to do it. Okay, 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 okay. Yes, yes. Thank you very much for the transition. Or what? For KKK? The, um, what are you? What are you? The white supremacist? Okay. Thank you very much, Jade Bouncerson, for the uh, timestamps. And uh, uh, it really helps out the show if you're on YouTube and uh, you'll notice in past episodes that there are the timestamps that will help you navigate the episodes after the original broadcast. So you can skip from subject to subject without um, having to watch the whole thing. So there you go. Okay. Is there a birthday Um, too? There is a birthday. It was uh, producer's Grace's birthday on the third. Oh, cool! Are you ready for the yeah. birthday jingle? Yes. Yeah, it's my birthday. Yeah, it's my birthday. Happy birthday to me! Happy birthday, Grace. Happy birthday, Grace! Thank you so much for all your uh, all your wonderful contributions to the show. All right. Uh, we have a little bit of time here to go through some of these other stories. Anything breaking on the Capitol front? Um, I have not seen anything. I'm keeping my eye on this, uh, uh, live stream and they're just getting more and more people. Oh, just more orange man, bad stuff. Yeah. Um, I have not had anybody send us anything. So no, I don't know. Let's, uh, let's just keep doing our thing. Okay. We'll see if anything else comes up. There, there was a picture. Uh, I think this was taken by the times and it's, it's the same picture we had where they had like the desks in front of the door within the, uh, what's that room? I forget. We just, we just went over this, what the room was called there, uh, where they do all the meetings. Um, but this one, they have a couple of the officers with guns pointed at the door. Well, it really does look like an alien invasion movie. I'm trying to look at it. Oh yeah! Wow! Oh my gosh! That's funny. <laughs> yeah, wow, hilarious guns pointed at the door. That. No, it's intense, man. It's it's crazy. <sighs> um, but uh, again, if there's anything that breaks, let me know. Otherwise, we're gonna do a few updates here. We interrupt. 
interrupt this broadcast to give you a brief update. By the end of this timely interruption, you will be thoroughly updated. So, oops, what did I have here? Oh, this is uh, judiciary.uk. This is USA versus Assange judgment. And at the very bottom of this 132-page document, uh, 410, I order the discharge of Julian Paul Assange pursuant to Section 91.3 of the EA 2003. And that was a couple days ago from Vanessa Barrist, uh, or I'm sorry, Barra. What is it? Beratzer? I don't know. That's Beratzer. Judge, uh, District Judge Magistrate's Court, and it was rejected. So Assange is not free. He was yeah. not discharged. Well, they tried. They tried. They're gonna Somebody tried. Yeah. Um, and then I wanted to point out uh, Elon's tweet here. Uh, very peculiar. You know, Elon is. Uh, uh, one of one of the many being tailored to be antichrist and he says destiny destiny no escaping that for me is that a song i don't know but it sounds very cryptic knowing his uh background and his lineage and of course his current status yeah and it was really fascinating too because toby lee responded this is back in the end of december by the way i just thought i'd include it because it was interesting uh, he tweeted out, speaking about destiny, did you know that Von Braun, in 1953, the book Mars Project, referenced a person named Elon that would bring humans to Mars? He's got a picture of the, the document allegedly written by Von Braun. Yeah, I've seen this before. And yeah, I didn't know about that. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Elon's going to bring people to Mars. And so far, the... Uh, uh, the, the claim by Alex Jones a few years ago during the election that they'll have statues of Trump on Mars. I don't know. You better pull off something. <laughs> right. You better pull off something great. Wait, wait, who said that? Alex Jones. Alex Jones. I, I, They're going to have statues of Trump on Mars. I seem to remember um, a, a uh, oh, what's his name? John Teeter, the time traveler. Yeah, Teeter. What about him? I'm trying to remember. He, I thought I remembered him talking about statues on Mars, too. Yeah. Well, there is a statue on Mars, allegedly. Yeah. Remember that statue? It looks like a person sitting down. It was very I don't remember the sitting down thing. Oh, you I don't? remember the pyramids and the obelisk in the face. Yeah, there's a, there's a, yeah the face. That was da- uh, David Flynn. That was his work. But yeah, there's, there's like a, a picture, like an official NASA release picture on Mars where it has like what looks like a statue of a person, like a human person. It's pretty sure. compelling. Why not? Um, you know, the, the deserts of Arizona. I mean, they got statues of humans and stuff out there. Anyway, um, one more thing. And this is, uh, this is us being affirmed for uh, just, we throw out theories, but uh, this one, we called this. Called it. This is last, or I'm sorry, latestly.com. Not aliens, mysterious UFO or blue UFO in Hawaii was possibly an LED kite. Oh, called it. We called it. We said it was an LED light. Yeah. And I thought uh, it was an LED drone, but okay. Yeah, well, yeah, LED yeah, drone kite, whatever. I mean, we, were, we, said LED, we said it looked like a string of LEDs. String of LEDs, yeah. And we, we also Can't made fool fun. fool us. Yeah, we also made fun of it saying, what if this was the Project Bluebeam that was It is. Conjured? It is officially Project Bluebeam. 
Yeah. So there you go. That the, that's all the the random short things I have. I know there's not, you know, there's uh, usually I have a little bit more, but I was a little distracted today from our capital building being yeah. uh, ransacked well, by. Of, yeah, there's a lot of other stuff going on. The whole show got mixed up today, but we just got a few more things to go through. Although I think maybe we should pick one or two of them because we're just about bumping up against your time. You got to go. Yeah, I'm going to do this one. Are you ready to become cyber? That was way too loud. That, that hurt my great. ears. That was great. Yeah. Are you uh, okay? Well, I'll let you do it since you're, you know, me. Yeah, do it. Okay. Here I go. Are you ready to become cyborg? This is coming from TechTheLead.com, and it says, "Say hello to the real-life cyborg moth." Smellicopter. Woo! A team led by the University of Washington has recently developed a biohybrid odor guided autonomous palm sized air vehicle. Woo! That uses an antenna from an actual moth, making it the first cyborg moth smellicopter. The results of the research concerning the autonomous drone were published on October 1st in IOP. Bioinspiration and biomimetics. Biomimetics, yeah. A peer-reviewed journal that publishes research revolving around the principles and functions found in biological systems developed through evolution. The smellicopter, as it's named, uses the antenna of the Manduka sexta, otherwise known as the Carolina Sphinx moth or the Tobacco Hawk moth, in order to detect smells and navigate towards them. Naturally, really, uh, or sorry, nature... <laughs> Nature. <laughs> it's been a long day. Nature really. I really blows like going sh- out into nature. Gotta get into nature. Mother nature. Nature really blows our human-made odor sensors out of the water, said Melanie Anderson, a mechanical engineer student from the University of Washington and lead author of the doctoral research. Quote, by using an actual moth antenna with smellicopter, we're able to get the best of both worlds, the sensitivity of a biological organism on a robotic platform where we can control its motion. Anderson started the process by cold anesthetizing a hawk moth inside a freezer so the antenna could be removed. Oh, poor little guy. The ends of the antenna were then cut and a wire attached to both ends so they could be connected to an electrical circuit. Quote, a lot like a heart monitor, which measures the electrical voltage that is produced by a heart when it beats, we measure the electrical signal produced by the antenna when it smells an odor, explained Anderson. And very similarly, the antenna will produce these spike-shaped pulses in response to patches of odor. Smell is an essential sense for moths and one on which they rely heavily. Furthermore, moths lack a nose, so instead they use their antennae to scan for the smell of flowers or potential mates. Quote, cells in a moth antenna amplify chemical signals, stated Thomas Daniel, a University of Washington professor of biology and co-author of the paper. Quote, the moths do it really efficiently. One scent molecule can trigger lots of cellular responses, and that's the trick. This process is super efficient, specific, and fast. The drone is also equipped with laser sensors. Woohoo! That allow it to detect and avoid obstacles while flying. For example, if the drone's infrared sensors pick up an obstacle within 20 centimeters, then the smellicopter will change direction to avoid colliding with it. It is also programmed according to an algorithm that mimics the way moths search for smells that are of interest to them 
and even acting like a real moth would in what real moth would in something called crosswind casting where the moth systematically scans horizontal and vertical airspace for presumably upwind source they are targeting in this case the drone starts off by drifting to the left for a set of distance and if it doesn't detect a strong enough scent it will proceed to move to the right so when the smell is finally detected the drone adjusts direction and flies towards the source likewise this also applies in case there is a certain obstacle blocking the odor Okay, so if Smellcopter was casting left and now there's an obstacle on the left, it'll switch to casting right. Yeah, okay, we get how directions work. <laughs> it's really, really stoked on the fact that this moth can go left and then oh, you know it what? can go right. I'm just going to break in because there's an article here that popped up that you're going to like. Megabots okay. robots can now be purchased <laughs> on eBay. Just, yes, uh, I'm looking at that too. Let's uh, find them on eBay. Oh yeah, you do that. Okay, I'll do that. Uh, I'm gonna. Um, I, I, mm-hmm. So yeah, cyborg, uh, you know, moths, real life cyborg moth smellicopter. Yeah, well, this is uh, this follows the trend that we've seen uh, recently, most sort of sinisterly connected with uh, intelligence gathering by governments and uh, military. Uh, branches where uh, you know the further use of drones has of course taken intelligence gathering to a the next level but there's you know it's been it's been at least ever since we've been looking into it the threat of cyborg insects to get into places that otherwise could not be uh, accessed by traditionally sized means now the interesting thing with this moth thing is they're really stoked on smell and i'm wondering what it is exactly they want to gain from a smelling robot uh you know those cops they they smell alcohol on you (laughs) you've got a a fleet of robot moths at dui checkpoints yeah 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 i don't know I, i i maybe some burning early detection of some fire. I don't yeah, know. I was thinking like chemicals, like, uh, yeah, chemical like stuff. maybe at an airport, you know, you're going through TSA. Oh, there you go. Like the dogs. robot moth will yeah. smell your bags instead of a dog. Yeah, that's possible too. Yeah. Well, it says here so far, the smell helicopter has managed to successfully reach the source of a smell in 100% of the cases. And not only that, but the device can detect potentially dangerous chemicals in the air, especially in circumstances where humans are not sensitive or fast enough to locate specific smells. Overall, this makes the cyborg drones ideal for cases where the devices are required to easily navigate areas that are deemed too small, dangerous, or insecure for humans, such as unstable buildings, zones where explosives might be present, or structures damaged by natural disasters. So these cyborg moths will save a lot of lives. Very good. Um, you look for those megabots on eBay. We'll maybe report on it next time. I do want to okay. do this. Uh, I do want to do this uh, story real quick. Welcome to Chinese 5G kills humans. This is a, uh, uh, what is this? I O L dot co dot Z A. And the headline is, watch, China opens first 5G virtual reality theme park. Ooh, 5G theme park. Okay. Yeah, so it, literally it's just, you know, it's uh, VR, people with VR headsets on, backpacks, uh, floating devices. I'm sure it's fun. 
It's but it's it just feels like more uh, in your face Western civilization. We have five G VR theme parks, while the rest of you in the West are you know locked down from the Ronas. <laughs> yeah, that's. I wonder what the need. For, it's kind of weird to have a theme park, but you're also wearing virtual reality goggles. I think it's for the because the, they have. It's almost like any kind of uh looks like an arcade a, a, a bigger arcade with like you know things you hang from little you know, chairs that move and stuff to enhance the vr experience so it's, it's not just you sitting in the room with the vr headset now you have you know uh, things that'll flip you upside down things you hang from and, huh. and other things to enhance you know to give you more of that seems more like an ar situation uh maybe I, but it looks like some of these devices here uh, well, it's, it's XR, so it includes all of them. You know about XR, Ooh. right? It's uh, AR, sure. VR, and... Uh, Extreme reality. <laughs> I think XR stands for all three, or all two. No, all three. AR, VR, there's a third one. I can't remember what it is. Uh, extended, okay. extended reality. Yeah, XR. There you Got go. It. So there you go. Just something to point out. And uh, I think on Friday, I'll go on my little rant about... Another rant on... Uh, the, the the covid situation because uh the, the celebrity doctor board certified physician and radio personality dr drew got covid-19 and uh-huh. and he's he's a daddy fauci guy you know you listen to fauci uh that's what he says about fauci all the time but he right. got it and he got treated and he's furious at california and the health workers and all that for locking everything down so i'll go on a little rant on that later but you know little break from the Ronas, especially today when our Capitol building is burning. Yeah. Okay. Well, no new updates on the Capitol thing. We'll be keeping an eye on it. Uh, last little thing I'm seeing on Twitter here, House and Senate sessions in recess after protests led to Capitol lockdown. No kidding. They're in recess. A uh, little detail here. Senate leader Mitch McConnell said that overturning the 2020 presidential election result would, quote, damage our republic forever. Isn't huh. that what they wanted? That right. Well, that's pretty sure that's, that's interesting because that point is being made on both sides of that argument. They're saying not overturning the election, you know, would damage our republic forever. And now Mitch McConnell saying that doing it would damage our republic forever. So yeah, I don't know. You're getting the same story on both sides in opposite directions. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. This whole thing seems pretty ridiculous and staged and. You know, part of what the CIA whistleblowers were saying last year were that they, they want to destroy the confidence in the elections in the United States. You think maybe they successfully did that this year or this last few months? <laughs> yeah, I think if, I think that's probably the biggest thing that has yeah. been done this year. Yeah, so they, they, the CIA have been out saying that for a while now. So yeah. there you go. Uh, stay on the narrow path, ladies and gentlemen. That's Your politics right. is not going to save you. Don't let a, a party or a politician pull your strings for you. They have their own agendas, and uh, it's almost certainly not with your best interest in mind. Yep. Okay, folks, is that is that it? You ready to That's land it. this plane? Yep. Okay. Ready to go. Okie dokie. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to this episode of Canary Crying News Talk. We'll be back on Friday, December 8th. 
I think that'll be uh, January eighth, but December eighth is cool too. Whatever timeline you're on, stuck in December, man. <laughs> January eighth, January eighth, twenty twenty one. We'll be back somewhere between noon and well, probably closer to noon um, well, Pacific Standard Time. We do have an interview planned that day as well. With uh, mm-hmm. I'll spill the beans, people listening. Um, we have a interview with tim alberino scheduled oh yeah that's great yeah. we haven't talked to him in a while yeah so look he's out been for a that. busy boy he has he wrote a book i think he told yeah. us he was writing a book the last time he was on a few years ago and i think this is yeah. the book well that's that great he was talking about. so there you go january 8th 2021 we'll be on around noon we'll be probably doing a little bit of a mix uh, between a, a shorter news talk and then a interview with tim alberino so don't miss it be here or be <laughs> Square. You want to say square? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. Uh, what was I doing? Oh yeah. Thanks to all of our producers again. We can't do the show without you. And if you out there uh, want to rebel, take your own media into your own hands. Take some responsibility for the way that uh, media is being propagated nowadays. And you can do that by becoming a producer like producer Amanda, Christina, Jacqueline, Zane, The Sec Doc, Renee, Saul, Nathan, Cynthia, Sylvan, Vladimir, uh, Ralph, and eBay seller. Um, thank you so much. You can do that by going to patreon.com slash ccnt, patreon.com slash ccnt, or canarycryradio.com slash support. Canarycryradio.com slash support. Everybody loves waffles. <laughs> That's right. Everybody loves waffles. And I won't go into an advertisement for waffles right now <laughs> but there's other ways you can support the show if you're an artist you can create some art uh show related please and you can send those to canarycryradio at gmail.com uh, or if you're a musician or a jingle maker or whatever you do you can send that over to canarycryradio at gmail.com and we'll feature it on the show um happy birthday again to producer grace and thank you to jade bouncerson for the timestamps. now you can also support the show by uh, leaving ratings and reviews very important we get ratings and reviews again it's all about those algorithms folks so please uh, go to apple podcasts and leave a rating and a review let people know why you love the show so much and if you haven't done it yet uh, now's your chance go ahead and hit that like button uh, wherever you're watching this if you're watching live that helps us out a lot as well and other than that you can share the show you know you got friends you got family who are starting to wake up to the fact that the world is not what it seems and uh you can introduce them to the show send them an episode uh and whatever we'll be happy to uh, help them along in that journey trying to figure out just what's going on in the world and if you need any other instructions here's what you do you walk right up to them you grab them by the cage and then you shake it the end of the world occurred pretty much as we had predicted The human race will have every opportunity to improve. And if they don't? Ask Noah. 
That's right, folks. Just ask Noah. All right. Well, we'll be keeping an eye on uh, see what else happens today in the Capitol. But, um, Gons, any last words? Jesus is God. It's true. <laughs> it's true. All right, everybody. There you go. You heard it here. Uh, remember, we'll be back on January 8th, uh, sometime around noon p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And uh, that's just about it. So make sure to tune in then. But until then, think outside the cage. Call that. I want to rattle a few cages. I want to rattle a few cages. I'm the last angry man. You'll never silence I'm me. I'm the last angry man. Oh, 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 I I'm it. the last angry man. You'll never silence I'm me. I'm the last angry man. A crusader for the little guy. Little guy. Little guy. Well, we'll see about that. Whatever, Illuminati.
that's where I start. Light up a huge blunt, a joint. Give everybody magic mushrooms. Smoke. The CIA, you know, I mean, lots of intelligence agencies have tested secretly dosing communities. Psychoactive pills should be covertly administered. Put me on some, some, I don't know. Give me a shot in the butt. Fluoride, oxytocin, get a chemical hug. Uh, I did dabble, you know, some of that uh, robot crack. I know what it's like. It's a lethal, lethal recipe for disaster. You need help. If you're a pharmacist, you need to repent. <laughs> All right, weird. Another fun fact. Fun fact. <laughs> Another fun fact. Brings me back to my screamo days.
don't even get me started on bidets, man. Bidets, man. Bidets, man. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, you are living the life, man. Bidets, man. It's a bidet.
Everybody loves waffles.